welcome to Studio RC, your weekly encouragement of your recovery and your faith. My name is Max. I am an alcoholic, and I'm sober today only by the grace of God, and the fellowship of the program is contained in the recovery literature. I want to welcome you back to another installment. We'll be going over a series of prayers uh, that are helpful in recovery, some specifically from uh, recovering some that are outside prayers that sometimes we use in recovery or can be encouraging in your recovery. So this week, we're going to look at the seventh step prayer. Seventh step prayer is, you know, almost smack dab in the middle of the steps and in your recovery. And um, it kicks off the, the seventh step. And the seventh step states very plainly, we humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. And this this comes after the sixth step where you became ready. And then it comes, you know, just after doing the four step inventory and the fifth step of sharing that. So we become willing in the sixth step, which interestingly in the big book is just one paragraph, the sixth step. Um, and it talks about willingness. And then it goes, uh, the big book goes into the seventh step, which is also only a single paragraph. And uh, you can find a lot more in the, the 12 and 12, the step books expand on that a little bit. But the the seventh step essentially is a prayer. And that's how it is slated in the big book. And, uh, and I'm going to just, I'm going to read it to you. We're going to go, you know, kind of line by line in it. And uh, this is a prayer that, again, is very encouraging and it positions us. It helps to position us uh, as we go through life, both with us and God and our higher power, how we are positioned. And so it tells us in the big book, in the single paragraph on the seventh step, it says, when ready, we say something like this. So it doesn't have to be this, but this is what many of us have learned. This is what many of us have used. And it says this, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness, both to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. And then it says that we've then completed step seven. So step seven is basically a prayer. And even in the language of the seventh step, where it says, humbly asked him, it's, it's talking about how we approach God with our requests. We humbly approach God. We approach him with humility. We don't make demands. We don't say, you know, that my will be done. And um, so therefore, even the step, <laughs> excuse me, positions us for how we should do this. Now, I'm going to take a, a little out of the step book just to kind of set up the 12th step. But a lot of this, it talks um, about humility. And one of the things um, I've always, when I, in early recovery, I struggled with the concept of humility. I thought humility was if you said something good about me, I was to say something negative. You did a good job. No, I did not. Uh, way to go. Well, I could have done this better, which is really just false pride uh, in the reverse. It's, it's not humility at all. And I was taught humility, and this was 
really helpful for me. It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I'm going to say that again because it's one of those <laughs> things that can tongue tie a little bit. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking less or thinking of yourself less. So even I get a little tongue tied. In the in the front half of that, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's not someone says good job and I say no. You're you're really great. No, I'm not. It's not thinking less of yourself. I thought to be humble, I had to be humiliated. I thought in order to show any moniker of humility, I would then have to be lower than whale's poo. You know, like that would show humility. And that's not, there's a greater strength in humility. And humility is required and needed throughout every, each and every step that we go through in recovery. Now, what humility is, it says what humility is not. It's not thinking less of yourself. But what humility is, is thinking of yourself less. In other words, I'm not on the top of every list I make. Now, mentally, when I'm in my mind and I'm thinking of like the greatest people in the world, I'm on the top of that list. Worst person in the world, people in the world, I'm on the top of it. Any list I make, I'm always on the top of any list I make. Because I think about myself. I'm selfish by nature. And so humility is not always thinking of yourself first. You don't always get to be first in line. I was actually taught in regards to all the inventory and the amends process, I don't get to make those lists. I'm not on those lists because, uh, you know, I don't, I would be, I'd be putting myself first, which I've done throughout my addiction, throughout my, you know, using days. I always put myself first. Now, what I love about the, the humility that we're gaining, in the fourth step, we've done this inventory and we've taken a look at ourselves, maybe for the first time. And humility is really, on some level, sober judgment, like an accurate picture of who and what we are. And that's ideally what we've done in the fourth step. And then in the fifth step, we've shared it. We shared it with ourselves. We shared it with God. We shared it with another human being. And so, like, as we've done that, again, we're showing that we acknowledge who we are, and there's a humility in that. And then we talk in the sixth step about being willing for God to remove these shortcomings, and then we ask God to remove our shortcomings. And what and this positions us pretty well for the eight-step amends list and even the ninth-step amends list. When we go to make amends in the ninth step, the seventh step and the seventh-step prayer has set us up because, again, our approach even not only just to God but to others when we humbly ask him, when we humbly ask others to forgive us for the things that we've done in the ninth step, we've been taught that in the seventh step. So that even in that, when we go, one of the reasons we don't make amends on day one is because we don't have sober judgment of who we are. But once we have sober judgment of who we are, it's hard to go in and make demands, whether it's of God or the people we're making amends to. Like in the ninth step, if you go in to somebody and say, I'm sorry, okay? That's not, that's not the posture that we've learned along the way. We also don't, God, I want this. God, you need to do that. That's not the posture we take. We take a posture of, like in the amends, will you forgive me for this? I was wrong. 
we release the power. We give the power to the other person. In this same way, when we pray to God, God, I come to you, my creator, and, and we have that certain, uh, that certain posture that's so important, that shows willingness, but humility. We're growing in humility. How can we not, as we start to see who we are, we're not blustery, we're not egotistical when we're talking to God or others because we know, we've seen, we've seen the full inventory. We know what's in there. Both good, but I know that we like to focus on the bad. We're acutely aware of the bad now. And so it's hard to go in without a certain amount of humility. Um, the step book tells us when it comes to our, our natural desires, and that's what it talks a lot about in the step book versus the big book, our natural desires, the things that were that God implanted in us. We always wanted more of everything, even the things that like God put in us uh, for wanting uh you know, security and, and companionship and those things, all those things were God-given, yet we always went to the extreme. And the book tells us never was there enough of what we wanted. Um, we had lacked the perspective that character building and spiritual values had to come first. Material satisfactions were not the purpose of living. That's that's a, a humbling Instead of regarding the satisfaction of our material desires as the means by which we could live and function as human beings, we had to take we had taken these satisfactions to be the final end and aim of our lives. And then the step book kind of throws it on the our head when we said we never thought of making honesty, tolerance, and true love of man and God the daily basis of our living. Like that's what this prayer is. As we, we say this prayer, we're, we're asking God, help us to make things like honesty and tolerance and true love the basis of our living. Our whole life, it, it, it reminds us in the step book, was geared to self-centeredness. And it can't be reversed all at once. It takes a little while, which is also why we need outside help, which is why we need our higher power to come in and help us with that. Uh, but it does tell us to gain a vision of humility. We're gaining that as the avenue to true freedom of the human spirit. That humility, and again, thinking less of our thinking of ourselves less, will be the actual things that will help us to true freedom. Um, it tells us at this stage of our progress, in regards to you're on your journey, you're at your seventh step. We are under heavy pressure and coercion to do the right thing. We're obliged to choose between the pains of trying and the certain penalties of failing to do, do so. In other words, we're in the, I love it, it says we're under the coercion to do the right thing. The longer we stay clean, the longer we stay sober, the harder and harder it becomes to do the wrong thing, especially knowingly do the wrong thing. Our, our tolerance for doing the wrong thing keeps getting narrow and narrow, and we want to do the right thing, and, and we will need help to do that. Um, I love how the step book also says humility is the nourishing ingredient which gives us serenity. I want more serenity. Um, 
And I, I love I love serenity. Um, it tells us at the very end of step seven in the step book, the chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear. Primarily fear that we would fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. That self-centered fear. Humility is the opposite of self-centered fear. And so when we're riddled with this fear, this fear of I'm going to lose something or I'm not going to get what I deserve, it causes us to act and uh, in a certain way. And in a way that not only is not fruitful, but it just it puts us at a disadvantage. Now let me go back to the big book, and I want to go back to the, the specific words of this prayer my creator. So we're all we're acknowledging by the seventh step who our higher power is, who God is. All this talk that we've led up to as you understand as you understand him. God needs to make sense to you. But God is not something we are creating. Light bulb, rock, chair, all the all those things that we've talked. I don't but like here we're acknowledging. We're not saying my chair, my rock, my doorknob. It says my creator. So we're acknowledging our position. I am created and I am acknowledging my creator. So at by this point in the journey, we have acknowledged that our higher power is our creator. Ideally, we've acknowledged and understood that it's God and our faith might even take us to the point where we understand where Jesus and God and that all works in in regards to our faith. But the prayer positions us to say, my creator. So I'm acknowledging my positioning in this. My creator. I'm now willing, where, which means I wasn't always willing, but I'm now willing that you should have all of me. Good and bad. God, God, take it. I just took an inventory. I know what's in stock. I know what shelves are empty. I know what goods are there. I know what things are saleable and unsaleable. All that. I've done that work. And now I'm saying, God, take it all. I'm now, I'm, I'm now giving you full ownership. I'm giving you, I'm, I'm giving you, you are my new management. Take it all. And which is, is, it's a little bit more intense than what we say in the, the third step prayer about the, the care, you know, we're giving our lives and our will over to the care of God. At this point, now we're saying, here are the keys. Creator, the one that created me, take the keys. You have full reign over everything in stock, both good and bad. And P.S., let us not forget that there are good things in stock. Because I think that sometimes we focus on the, the shortcomings and the negative things so much that we forget there is good things in stock. I, one of the things I love about addicts and alcoholics, we tend to have really great intentions. We don't always follow through on them, but most addicts and alcoholics have good intentions. We just miss the mark. There is good in there. So as we offer ourselves up to God, we're not just giving him some busted up used car that's missing a tire and doesn't have a headlight. Like there's some good things. I'm not saying we're all, you know, Lexus or Mercedes Benz that we're offering up, but we're offering up something that has value, that has worth. There's some good things. You know, we might have a flat tire, but we have a working engine or whatever it is. We're offering that to God. And then we say to God, I pray that you may, that you now, excuse me, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, just like I asked 
for you to remove my alcoholism, which was a defective character, which you have done. And if you haven't up to this point, God will through the spiritual awakening. That, that's a defective character, which stands in the way of my happiness. Oh, wait. It doesn't say happiness. It says usefulness. I'm praying that you now remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness, not my happiness. This prayer, as I'm relating to my Creator, is about how can I be more useful? Useful to you, useful to others. Not how can I be happy, how can I be useful to you, useful to others. It's, all, it's outgoing, both up toward God, out toward others. It's not about happiness. It's not about, God, make me happy. And what's really interesting is one of the reasons that God removes the defective character of alcoholism or addiction is because it directly gets in the way of our usefulness. So God removes that so that we can be useful. Even whether it's to, to those at church, those in the, in the program, we can be useful. And so one of the things that I've experienced and understood over the, the years is Maybe God won't remove, it doesn't say that he does, we just ask that, would you do this, you know, anything that stands in the way of my usefulness. Maybe, maybe God lessens your defects of character. Maybe he kind of, you know, sands them down so they're not as jagged edge, so that you can be useful. Because sometimes we have to live with our defects of character. And maybe God's saying, you're going to have to live with this, but it doesn't get in the way of your usefulness. Maybe you struggle with tardiness. Maybe you're a little, you're late. You struggle with being on time. Maybe it hasn't gotten to the point where it gets in the way of your usefulness. But the moment, the time that it gets in the way where you can no longer be useful because you're not showing up, is maybe when God really starts to work on that character defect. Because this is about our usefulness, not our happiness. Our usefulness and service to God and to others. Um. And that's what it says. Stand in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. And so that's really important. And then we, we finish off by saying, grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. In other words, I need your strength, God, because I know that as I, as I go out from this place where I pray, I go out from this place where I am usually my home or the, the safe place of where I'm uh, trying to, to connect with you. Like, I'm going to go out from here and I'm going to do your bidding. Like, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve other people. And I need your strength. So take away the things that get in the way of, of me being useful, God. And then give me your strength so that when I go out to do it, I can do it. And then we say, amen. And then it says, we have then completed step seven. How incredible is that? You know, we, we talk about, we have a willingness to give everything to God. We give, we give him the keys. We pray that he removes, shortens, lessens our short, uh, all of our, our defects of character for our usefulness. And then we take that usefulness and we go out to do God's bidding. I love this prayer. This prayer is about how can I be more useful? For you, this prayer is about how you can be more useful. One of the things that I, I ask the question, and you may ask this question at some, some point, is, you know, why did I get
get sober? You know, we might ask, why am I an alcoholic or drug addict? We might ask God that question. And then why did I get sober? Maybe other people didn't get sober. And then, you know, why would God want me sober? And the, the answer that I got that was satisfactory for me was, you're a lot more useful sober than drunk. You're more useful sober or clean than high. Okay, that was sufficient. I can be more useful to God, and that's what I want. Um, and, you know, I love the thought. I heard someone recently ask the question in regards to this step. Well, why would God even want you sober? Like, are, what what's in it for God? Like, what does God get by getting you sober, by taking away your shortcomings? I hope it's that we're useful, that we respond to that love and to that grace and to that transformational process by doing all the things we can to serve God and to serve God's children. It's a pretty good thing. So hopefully that encouraged you as you thought about the seventh step or maybe you utilize the seventh step. This prayer, although short, it's one paragraph in the big book. That's all it talks about in the seventh step and that this is it, this is it, and then you've completed step seven. There's a lot there. Hopefully you've been encouraged today, and hopefully you can take this encouragement and continue continue it on as you continue to grow in your usefulness to God and to others. I thank you so much for coming to Studio RC, and uh, we encourage you, like this uh, the video, subscribe to the podcast, share with a friend. We want to get this word out there so that people can be encouraged in their recovery and in their faith. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>